Hi everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Techies podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago Techies and their experiences. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher Benitez. Thank you for joining us. On this week's episode, I am joined by Christian Guajardo, Digital Marketing Specialist at Forager. Hey, Christian, thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of the Chicago Techies podcast. I'm really excited to talk about your journey in tech and your accomplishments. I'm really excited to talk to someone in marketing because I haven't had anyone yet. Uh, and that's something that I've always kind of wanted to learn more about. Um, so why don't we get started? And uh, if you want to just share your name, your pronouns, where you're from and your current role. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my name is Christian Guajardo. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. And right now I am a digital marketing specialist um, at a startup here in Chicago called Forager. We're like a logistics company. Um, outside of that, I've, uh, I've been in marketing for like a while. Uh, sometimes digital, sometimes more like traditional or like almost sales kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just started here with them in May. Hey. Months. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm always a little bit curious how people kind of like decide they're going to end up in tech. Like did you, when you were in high school or college, did you have any like experiences within like tech, the tech community that kind of made you realize that that's where you wanted to go or how did you come across that path? Yeah, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't really have any exposure or anything like that. Um, it wasn't until I was already kind of in school and college uh, that I kind of started learning about tech. And I think my, my real exposure to it was a really, really short internship that I did uh, with a company called WeSolve. And that was based out of 1871. So, you know, it's a huge community. And I, I went in there, you know, I hadn't graduated yet. So I was like really fresh to a lot of the things uh, that kind of happened at that place. And so it was really cool, kind of meeting people, kind of learning about that. Eventually, uh, I started up, uh, I started working at a company that was a marketing agency. And through that, I was kind of exposed to more people, uh, more concepts, just kind of picking up on stuff. So I didn't know if I was going to necessarily end up kind of staying there or doing other stuff. And I did do other stuff. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't just stay in marketing. Um, but that was like my introduction was kind of by accident. And uh, it's been really interesting. It's been, it's been really cool to, to see Experience. Yeah, that's neat. I mean, I've heard of 1871, obviously, like who hasn't, right, in tech? Uh, it's like the biggest tech hub in, in Chicago uh, and in the country, I think. I don't know. But um, yeah. I actually am familiar with WeSolve. I had a friend that worked there uh, as a, I think she was in product, uh, Brittany Canty. And um, she, I, I, I think WeSolve is basically like, a, it's an HR company, right, that connects underrepresented people to tech roles or at least people in tech. Yeah, so when I when I joined them, they had just begun. I, it was at one point just me and the founder, who's uh, her name is Stella, and she's she's really awesome, super knowledgeable, um, super determined. And I think towards the end of it, she started bringing on a few other people. And yeah, what it is is they basically connect a lot of like MBA um, graduates, candidates, people like that uh, to companies, sort of like connecting the talent to the company. I don't know if, if they're doing anything else. I mean, like I said, when I when I started, it was really kind of like like really, really, really early, early stages of, of that company. And, uh, you know, they're still going, they're still doing stuff. So 
I'm actually kind of curious to, to see what they're up to. That's interesting. I wonder if they if if it's exclusively for people that have MBAs, uh, and from I mean I know because that would actually exclude a lot of people of color. You know, just because historically a lot of us don't necessarily go the next step in, after a BA or a BS. Like, it's yeah. it's a little harder for Latinos to get um, to that MBA uh, path. But I mean. It's interesting. I would be curious to learn more about them for sure. And I, I don't think my friend Brittany works there anymore, um, but she uh, she was there for a, a little bit. Um, so you you kind of like talked a little bit about how you you had this internship. Um, and was that because you were going to events at 1871 or was that something connected to your school? Um, I just needed to do something. I was I was in school and I was working. Um, but the job I had was more like, it was just my job. Like, that's just, you know, it was at, uh, it was at Walgreens and I was in the pharmacy. I was a technician, but, you know, I wasn't going to school to become a pharmacist. So I figured, okay, eventually this is going to end. I'm going to graduate. I need to kind of get my foot in the door. So I just started doing internships. And I think I remember, I think it was the summer of 2016, spring and summer of 2016, I ended up doing uh, like two internships, I was working, I was in school. Um, and it was just, again, me trying to get that experience, trying to understand these things, uh, and then hopefully secure some kind of job, like when I graduated. That's cool. So you basically used like LinkedIn to kind of find that mm-hmm. next step for you while you were at Walgreens um, doing that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had a couple of professors like really push us um, to to do all that. So I took, it, I took it seriously. I was like, I went home and right away, I like, I took a photo of myself and I, you know, filled out this thing and, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm actually like, I'm, I'm wondering what was your reaction when you started working in like a tech, like a startup or at least something like that resembled a startup. Um, did you, did you quickly notice that there was, a, you know, there were a lot of people that looked like us missing? In the table? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, it's really interesting. So when I, my first, I guess the first thing that really pushed me into like business and, and marketing and eventually tech and all of this stuff um, was I was in community college. Uh, at Malcolm X Community College here in Chicago. And I had a professor and she's like the best. Uh, her name is uh, Dr. Baker, Dr. Bernada Baker. And she's the one who pushed us into like pursuing these types of things. We're like, hey, make sure you show up sharp. Make sure you look for internships. Make sure you're doing this and that. And uh, that class, and also because of the school, it was so diverse, right? It was like a lot of people of color. Um, and I, it didn't really hit me how different it was going to be until I finally started doing these like internships. I, I had two internships at the time. Like I said, one was with Stella at WeSol, and the other was with another company and that was more of like a communications slash marketing internship. Um, and at that company, like uh, I was the only person of color for like a while. And then they finally hired, like they had hired someone else. And uh, I just remember like being there, being at the meetings, the luncheons, the after, you know, the happy hour, and like looking around and being like, yo, no one looks like me. I'm the only like brown person in here. And then same thing was when I went with, uh, when I went to 1871, a little better, but for the most part, like all the people I was like shaking hands with and being introduced to, yeah, like, you know, there they weren't really any people of color, um, mostly white male 
you know, people. And it's not to say anything like bad because there are a lot of great people there and um, lots of cool like companies and ideas and just, you know, you feel like you're, you're surrounded by some really good energy, but there was definitely, um, it was like really apparent that uh, you know, things, <laughs> things did not look, uh, I yeah. did not look like them or whatever. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like that diversity, like the diversity of, um, you know, the space is is something that you can't miss right away. So I was curious yeah. what you're, you know, did you, <laughs> did you end up like looking for resources? Did you look at, were you looking after like for like ERGs or anything of that sort that can kind of feel more of a community for you? I just started um, kind of like on LinkedIn, you know, I started looking around and trying to connect with people when I was uh, getting closer to graduation. Same thing. I was just trying to kind of like, so to be, my problem is, is that, especially early on, I was very shy and I felt out of place all the time. One, because of how I looked, but two, it was also because of my skill set, right? Like I'm meeting and talking to people who clearly been doing this for years, right? Um, and I'm like, I'm just like, I, haven't, I don't have my degree. I work at Walgreens. Like, what do I know about marketing? Um, I don't think I started feeling really comfortable, I think, being more proactive on connecting with people and getting involved until probably really recently, maybe like in the last year or two, um, kind of felt like, you know, kind of start pulling my weight. Because I've, I've only been doing this for about four years or so. So um, it, was, it was interesting at first. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like imposter syndrome, right? Like that's something yes. that I also felt. Um, yes, when I yeah. when I joined the industry, I was like, well, I studied Spanish in college, <laughs> you know, like I don't, <laughs> yeah. like what can I what can I contribute? But um, obviously, like you know, kind of you know, taking that leap of faith and like going into a customer service role and kind of figuring out where my place was because I mean, yeah, we all belong in tech. We all have you know that skill that is needed. Yeah. Uh, and for me, you know, I, I eventually I focused a lot on like outreach and like social responsibility and like diversity and inclusion. And what what is what can I bring to the table to, you know, to kind of like start implementing some strategies at, at the place where I work. And it was it started becoming kind of like my thing, like my niche was like, OK, yeah, okay, I can see myself here doing this, this and this. I, I feel you there with imposter syndrome and kind of feeling like you don't have the, the right credentials. Mm-hmm. So I guess be in this place. And oh, yeah. that's what everybody's going to feel. So people listening right now that are kind of like possibly looking into getting into tech, but saying, I don't have a degree. I don't have this. You don't need it. Like you just need like yeah. you're, 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 you have like special skills that you might not even be aware of that are going to be very much needed in, in that, in any space. Um, mm. So I always like to encourage people that, you know, don't be so afraid of just taking that leap of faith and maybe going into finding what you'd be good at, especially in tech. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, kind of feel like they, yeah, like exactly like imposter syndrome, like they're not cut out for it or they're not built for it or whatever. Um, but I think the more time you spend surrounded by people who are in like a certain industry or certain job titles, you realize that a lot of them also feel like they don't know what they're doing. They don't know why they're there. I've met so many professionals who are like, yeah, man, honestly, I, I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. Like, I'm, I'm trying my best. I think it's coming up okay. And um, I was just having this talk with um, someone here, Forager, her name's Audia. And uh, she's like, you know, she's Latina. She's working with the same company as me. We both kind of use a lot of the same tools. And, uh, it was like the same thing. We were, we were having that conversation about feeling uh, imposter syndrome. But then you realize, like, you're actually pretty good or decent at something um, it, you know, you stick with it and you kind of become like the go-to person for that specific thing. And 
someone from the outside might see you and then they might feel <laughs> the imposter syndrome, not knowing that you're kind of like, oh man, I hope, I hope, you know, I hope I'm doing this right. So yeah, and like I feel like that's that's kind of one of the things that I want to uh to kind of show others, especially students that are either in yeah. high school right now or college, that we are, you know, we're in these spaces where um where I norm I wouldn't have access to when I was in high school or college. Like I didn't even know like this these kind of roles existed. Um yeah. so I think that's like, you know, we kind of owe it to our like younger generations to be like the, you know, like to go talk to them about this yeah. and, and, uh, and make sure that we're educa educating like uh, little Latinas and Latinos that are trying to get into this space in like the next couple of years. So I, um, yeah, definitely. that you're also working, um, you know, like in, and you're kind of talk, having these conversations with other, with other people. Um, but I'm, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit to, uh, to your specific work, you know, like in marketing. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you were, you know, a technician at Walgreens. So like, I, I'm yeah. curious to like understand how you kind of fell into marketing and like, what was that path for you into marketing? Yeah. Uh, so same, like with a lot of people, I went to school not knowing what to do <laughs> or what I was, you know, what I was going to major in or what I wanted to, you know, have a career in. Um, I flip flopped. I, I did all kinds of stuff. I took a bunch of weird classes. I, I tried different things and, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience. And then eventually I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm already kind of in customer service, right? Like retail, um, that's kind of like business. And so I kind of started looking at the different options and I thought marketing was interesting because everyone needs marketing. And I think it's like really, it's what you make of it almost. Like it's a very flexible and loose title like anything can be kind of marketing and i'm like well there's something you know because i i feel like that, that's something i could be flexible with so that's what i started and um like again like walgreens that was funny i, I originally applied to just be a cashier and they're like well the guy at the pharmacy is going to quit so you want to just go there i'm like yeah sure why not it's a couple dollars more let's, <laughs> let's do it it's so horrible so stressful but it made me very aware of like how you should talk to people and kind of having that empathy um, and communication, right? Like it's such a major thing. And then in marketing, that's that's kind of like a skill set that you don't really learn about in school. Um, people don't, you know, necessarily say, "Oh, yeah, you need to learn how to like communicate and express yourself and understand where people are coming from and their their distrust or their you know what is whatever's like a pain to them." Um, so yeah, I just kind of fell into place. I was like, "Man, this is this is what I got to do. This is what I got to be doing." And um, yeah, I mean that's that's how I got into it. Yeah. So, um, and and yours is very specific. You're, it's a digital marketing, right? So, uh, yeah. did you have to take like a special course or like something that that resembles some kind of technology that you would need, like maybe Photoshop or something? Like, what what is mm. walk me through that process of like digital marketing and what is that for people that sure, don't? sure. Um, so it's like like I said, it's really broad. And then when you get into kind of digital marketing, uh, it's all the marketing stuff, but on like the internet, basically. <laughs> so uh, it can be a variety of things like social media marketing, email marketing, um, the way you design a website, the way you promote, uh, um, you know, your work uh, online or, or how you do like a blog post, creating content. So it's super diverse. And a lot of these tools that you end up using, at least for me, I didn't learn any of this in school. I mean, I was watching like, Oh, look at this advertising video from Coca-Cola. And it was like from 1995. And it's like, man, this is, you know, I, 
again, I was really lucky and fortunate that when I was still working towards my degree, I was able to pick up internships and I was kind of exposed to a lot of this. And, um, a lot of it, like people were basically like holding my hand and walking me through. Um, and then a lot of it, you just got to be curious and want to learn for yourself uh, what it's like to, you know, use these tools and, and how to how to use them. But a lot of it, you definitely don't learn in school. I and mean, it's, it's trial by fire sometimes. I, I was doing an internship and a few months into it, they're like, yeah, let's just bring you on full time. Like, you're good. Let's go. And I was like managing people's like social media channels and like all these things. And um, yeah, there's a variety of tools and a lot of them, you know, I'm still learning. So like Photoshop, I just started that a couple months ago, um, but that's such an in-demand thing. Um, like one of the bigger ones that no one really t- tells you about is like online ads, right? So like Google ads, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, all these things that are so like beta heavy and you need to be very, I think, careful when you're using them because it's money. <laughs> you're, you're throwing money at advertisements. Uh, so tools like that, you know, again, it's, you, you might find someone who can teach you and you can definitely watch videos online. Um, but a lot of these tools, a lot of these platforms, I think they work best when you just, you have that time and space to really dive in and find your way through it. And again, this is like stuff that no one taught me, no one told me. And it's not until you get into these jobs, these internships that you start practicing and you see other people do it and you kind of pick up on, on those tools and uh, super different from school because school is very traditional you know, very old school marketing, like, oh, you know, if you're a tech company, maybe your colors should be like this and this and that, or you should use these types of like fonts. Um, but then when you get into it, it's like, okay, yeah, so like we got to build out like a blog library, like let's get to typing. You know, it's, it's super broad. You got to be, I, I think every digital marketer eventually learns that you're like the jack of all trades. You need to know a little bit about a lot of different things. And that changes a lot, I think, from day to day, too. Yeah, and I, I feel like I, that's really interesting. I, I, I took one marketing class in high school yeah. back in 2003, <laughs> and, uh, and it was very traditional then. I'm surprised it's still the same. Um, it's yeah. really curious that, you know, you could get your, your like, degree in marketing, but yet you're not taught, like, the actual tools you'll need. That's so interesting. I feel like that's probably why a lot of like more boot camps are starting to kind of offer yeah. like, digital marketing and what and classes like that, because yeah. I feel like that would be more relevant to like an internship nowadays than an actual degree. Right. Like, I mean, I, that's probably, I mean, I probably both are, are equally great, but um, I feel like in some cases, like that might be more of like appealing to learn Absolutely. To do before actually going. Yeah. To- I mean, so even when I was like getting internships and and the first couple of places I worked at, no one really asked me about school. Like no one really cared about where I was going or what I was learning, my GPA, things like that. It was all about what do I know, what, what I can do, right. Or what I'm willing, what I'm willing to do. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I I can only speak for my school. I I know like uh, a couple other ones have a little more modern kind of courses, you know, they might show you some other stuff. Um, but the school that I went to, which was Roosevelt University, it's a, it's a great school, great people. Um, but I think, yeah, that the marketing curriculum was a little dated, you know, and a lot of these professors, a lot of these, you know, the people teaching the classes, they've been in marketing positions, but it's almost like, like director positions or like the head of positions where you're, you're more of like a decision maker versus actually doing 
like the nitty gritty, like, you know, the groundwork um, of marketing, or they're like into publications and stuff, you know? So it's like, publications are great, but so much is now digital. It's online. Like I get my news online, you know, I read articles and interviews online. Um, so it can be dated. And honestly, yeah, if anyone's listening to this and they're trying to figure out like what path to take, um, <clears throat> I think in a lot of instances, a degree's powerful and it can, you know, look good on a resume, but your experience, in my opinion, is going to ultimately like decide where you go, what you can do. So if you can uh, get like an internship or take like a course or like a boot camp or something like that, I mean, might actually be worth it. And you can kind of skip the whole 40 years of of, uh, learning about Coca-Cola commercials. In 1995. In 1995, yeah. As I guess, as you, you know, kind of like navigated uh, the industry, like right out of college, like looking back, like what has been one of like your go-to resources, whether that's a book or a blog or a podcast that like influenced your like path in your career, like to now? Yeah. So for me, it was always more like uh, just trying to be on top of technical things in marketing. So like SEO, right? Search engine optimization, you know, getting your website viewed or or like ads, uh, the best way to create ad campaigns, things like that, uh, versus I think like publications or websites or whatever that are more like career centric. So for me, it's always been like, I'll go to like moz.com, moz.com. And it's a lot of great articles for like marketers, by marketers, um, like, you know, tips and tricks for like blogs, tips and tricks for, you know, uh, again, like advertising, advertising or, or social media campaigns, things like that. Uh, again, just like really informative stuff. I'm just trying to stay on top of you know, the different platforms, the different tools, making sure I'm aware of like how things are going. And, and uh, <clears throat> when it comes to all of these, like, you know, uh, tools that you mentioned, like online ads and Google ads and Facebook ads and LinkedIn and all of that, Instagram, what was, what was your, your learning process for them? Yeah. A couple of like the bigger ones, like WordPress, right? Like making edits on your website, um, <laughs> you know, how to check Google analytics, like I, I had someone show me how to like log in and what to click on, <clears throat> but a lot of it was going online and looking up articles or, you know, someone posts a question and then like five people post answers and, you know, combing through all of that to make sure that I'm doing things right. So a lot of it is, for me, a lot of it was a lot of self-learning and um, teaching myself and trying not to make mistakes because it can be like, either you're going to waste time or you're going to waste money. And those are two things that no company wants out the window but a lot of times people are too busy to like take you under their wing and show you a lot so you just kind of gotta you know uh, be about it and like you know be willing to learn yeah that's really helpful that's super cool to know i so i have dabbled with like google analytics especially now that i have this podcast you know i'm interested to see where people are listening from like what how many people are listening uh and i used to use it anyway for when i had a, a tumblr back in a few, a few years oh ago. okay um, yeah. I wanted to see like, you know, my content, if it where it was being seen too. And, uh, and I like took, I would just like look at Google, uh, YouTube videos on how to work with Google at like Google uh, analytics and, uh, and things like Same. that. So I feel like it's super easy now. Like we have access to everything, like uh, either on yeah. YouTube or Google, we it's, it's easy to, to like self teach yourself, like Absolutely. Uh, or teach yourself, like, you know, um, different skills and, and, Little did I know is that this is something that is going to be like 
impactful later on for me you know like I, I know this skill I have that skill I know how that works so definitely a big um supporter of like self-teaching yourself and exploring YouTube videos and- yeah 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 <laughs> And, you know, I, I uh, realize like, I'm curious about your involvement with community stuff, because I know that we both uh, are part of Tequeria and, you know, have yeah. met, or met, met each other through there. Um, have you been working with any additional groups, like outside of tech or like, what do you do for fun? Yeah. Um, so outside, I've been trying to, it's a little harder now, but I've been trying to do like some like volunteer stuff, uh, obviously with the pandemic, you know, it's not, you know, it's not easy. Um, yeah, the is great. Uh, I think sometimes when I'm outside of work, I try to like really disconnect and just, you know, not, not think too much about it. Um, so like, I, I like to play music, you know, I, I play guitar and I, I like to kind of keep in touch with like art, like local art. So, um, I try to, you know, stay in touch with like artists and, um, musicians and, Especially, I'm I'm from uh, I'm from Pilsen, so uh, there's a huge like art community here, um, and yeah, I just kind of try to network and, and be a part of that. And obviously, it's so much harder now, right? Like, I have to like all of this is now done through like Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever, and I'm just trying to like stay in touch with friends and uh, in, in the scene and, and whatnot. So yeah, more outside of this, I'm like an artsy guy, just really chill. That's awesome. Um, my yeah, my wife is actually an art therapist, so she went to school for art. Um, nice for art, and uh, cool. we have a ton of art around, across the house, like everywhere in the house. Um, and uh, we love the murals uh, all over Pilsen and all over like you know, the city. It's super cool. Um, so yeah, that's really fun. Um, well, if actually, you, really quick. Sure. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you you, uh, you said the murals when I was uh, when I was like in. I don't know, but it was like, yeah, 2006, 2007, 2007, 2008, 2009, like those summers uh, when I was in, when I was out of like middle school or high school, um, I was part of a a program here in the community here in Pilsen called After School Matters. And it's all over the city actually, but I was part of like, you know, the Pilsen uh, chapter (laughs) or whatever you want to call it. And we, me and a bunch of other kids and like two, three, four other like uh, mentors, uh, we painted a lot of murals like around the neighborhood. We did like art installations, all kinds of stuff. So, um, so if you're familiar or if anyone who's listening is familiar, uh, there's these murals by the 18th street pink line mm-hmm. stop. And, uh, they surround like this old church. It's called the resurrection project. And it's like a community center. Um, you know, they sponsor a lot of stuff like in the neighborhood yep. and, uh, we, we painted that and that's still up. Like a lot of times these things get like, spray painted over or they are like redone or whatever. But the original things that we did back in, I think it was like 09, uh, it's still standing and it's all over that building. Um, and I get to pass by there. So it's really cool that that art that I've done or I helped do over, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 10, more than 10 years ago. Like it's, it's still going. So I have a really, really like deep appreciation for all the artwork. In, in yeah sure. that's awesome i am familiar with other school matters i uh i don't know if you know but i used to work in the before uh moving to tech i was actually at a school uh called ace technical charter high school in uh in uh, washington park here back in the yards area 
Okay. And, uh, and I had a lot of uh, students that were part of the after school matters programs too. And, um, and actually one of my friends who is also in Dequeria and she's a, an engineer, um, Jimena Cortez, who was actually my first person that I interviewed on this podcast, uh, volunteered with the Resur the Resur Resurrection Project um, to fill out DACA forms and things like that. So she's, we're, I'm very familiar with all of those uh, those organizations and, and the, the good work they do. So that's exciting that you were part of that and, and kind of have like your footprint in the community. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And I love that they're like connected, right? Like community and art and activism and, and all these things. Um, maybe not everywhere, but in a lot of like communities like here in Chicago and I'm sure around the country, it's just cool. Like they're actually very connected. Yeah. They're very, you know, it's, it's, it's like this really cool ecosystem. So yeah, it's really For cool. sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm actually really excited for an upcoming project that uh, I've actually talked to, to people or Jimena to, um, to reach out to like the Resurrection Project and other organizations in Chicago because I just joined Code for Chicago and it's like basically a meetup group and we have an event coming up in September, uh, September 12th uh, called uh, National Day of Civic Hacking that, um, that Code for America puts together nationwide. Uh, and we're going to be doing like some pretty cool projects in the city. And we have reached out to partners uh, to see if they need any help with like building a website or building like ma like yeah. maps or resources or things like that. So we're always looking for volunteers if you want to join us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't code, but if they need like something with social media or with content for their websites or content for like blogs or whatever, um, hit me up. Like, Hell I'm yeah, so that's actually <laughs> yeah. I just started working with them and uh, and I just like sent my first tweet today because our social media is not very active and like we're working yeah. on a website right now, uh, but we're always looking <clears throat> for people that have experience in social media and especially like marketing. Uh, so we would definitely welcome you with open arms if you're interested in joining us for our meetings. We meet every Thursday. Um, yeah, so send me some info. Yeah. I'm really down. I want to, sure. all this marketing stuff's nice, but I want to put it to like, uh, you know, do some good with it too, you know, so for sure. sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so now I'm like, just, you know, ex I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your career. Like, you know, all the work that you're doing, um, what, what are some of your future goals? Like what's, what's next for you? Um, I don't know. It's so, it was really, uh, it was really, it's, it's really turbulent with, with things, you know, um, I'm at a great company now and I like what I do, but I've never done logistics. You know, it's like, it's super interesting. It's a, it's technology that we're building. It's like a marketplace, you know, uh, but it's for trucks, you know, it's for truck drivers and for people who are shipping things across the country into Mexico and to Canada. So part of me is really excited to be doing this because I wasn't aware how, in it, like how important Spanish and Mexico are in this industry, like in North America, like how much goes in or comes out of the country that gets, you know, like exported, imported into the U.S. and to Canada. So like I've been using my Spanish a lot and I'm like, dang, like I kind of want to keep this up. Like whatever it is that I'm doing, I like that I can use my Spanish speaking for it. Um, so right now I'm, I'm really open, you know, I don't, I don't have any major plans. I want to get a little better at this, like this specific thing that I'm doing because it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, but I, I do think that I also want to maybe on the side, like really work on like graphic design and, more writing for sure. Cause I, I do love the creative part, you know, um, again, like outside of this uh, a long, long time ago, I was like painting and now it's like music. So part of me likes to get as creative as I can. And, uh, thankfully I'm able to do a little bit of that here, but maybe on the side, do that a little more. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. I mean, I also did not 
I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know anything about logistics and trade and any of that. So I'm assuming right now it's also becoming a little challenging <coughs> because, you know, with COVID, like everything's being stopped. Like I, I, I actually was on a call yesterday with like, um, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the advisory board members for like the Cook County Council on, on Digital Equity. And yeah. we were talking about how um, CPS basically like requested this like, or bought like X many computers for kids. But yet like nothing can happen right now because of like trade agreements and there's some like with COVID a lot of things are backed up so they're literally sitting in a boat somewhere in the middle of the ocean like stopped so it's been like it's been interesting kind of learning more about like um about how things are moving uh, you know especially across borders and in the and like in the sea and like it's just I it's I had no idea like any of this was you know as a consumer you just you just wait for things to get to you like you know Amazon two days all right let's do it but when it's mm-hmm. when you're talking about like larger like shipments and larger companies that are like you know working with in trade and all this, it's just like a whole new world that is, I must yeah I mean it makes sense that Spanish would be heavily used in those areas. Yeah, like when I when I joined, uh, it was back in May, you know, early spring. We're still kind of in the middle of like this whole COVID thing, or like kind of early, really, you know, because we're still here. Uh, but like yeah, early on, you know, I was I started learning uh, how things were shifting, right? Like American uh, consumers and, and kind of decision makers were moving away from overseas shipment for fear of, you know, the virus and, you know, just it's, it's so much chaos. Uh, but what, end, what ends up happening is that now people are becoming more reliant on cross-border trade, right? So that's <clears throat> getting things from Canada or getting things from Mexico. And Mexico has so many manufacturers and they produce so many things. I mean, they they're able to push out like avocados, avocados year round, you wow. know? Um, so one of the things that we were talking about, like in the company, especially when I first started, you know, I, I kind of started talking to people and it's just like this prediction and that there's going to be, and we can kind of see it already a shift where like, instead of waiting for things to come from overseas, we're going to rely more heavily on what we can do with our immediate neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Canada, US and Mexico. I mean, those are like, powerhouse countries you know yeah. it only makes sense and it's over the border it's like come on like you're you're our neighbors so and we, we start seeing that we start seeing like uh, you know spike and things coming in and, and demand so it's really interesting and yeah I've, I've been meeting like a lot of people talking to them in spanish sending emails and uh it's it's interesting yeah. it's, it's really you know cool. in all of this like I, I it's really hard not to think about like political environment right now and like how yeah it makes you wonder like what would happen if Mexico just shut down and was like you know what screw you guys we're not <laughs> yeah. like I I feel like we rely so much on like on immigrant work and immigrant labor and also yeah, like yeah. trade from Mexico and mm-hmm. like you know I, I just feel like I wish people were more aware of our dependency to like you know to our neighbors like Mexico and, yeah. and uh, Canada um it's it's so interesting that now we're going to be, we will be likely relying on them more um, as we go through this pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, there was a, they recently just did a, uh, a new trade agreement um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, USMCA, um, and that's for all of North America. And uh, it's a pretty big trade agreement, you know, and it just, it makes it easier for uh, things to move in and out of the countries, these three countries. So we were talking, it's like, I mean, Regardless of who takes office, you know, in the fall, 
I think this is one of those things where it's kind of like it's not going to change because it's almost like it's like you were saying it's a necessity like it's so we're so tied together or tied to each other with like product and with work right labor and um so hopefully that doesn't change but i really this definitely opened my eyes like working here working for forager uh it's definitely opened my eyes to like the role that mexico uh and mexican labor play in in this like you know supply chain this this whole thing um it's yeah. massive wow yeah. that's so interesting to me I, I thank you so much for sharing all that with me yeah uh, i know and i also want to give a chance for people to connect with you like <laughs> you have LinkedIn or any social media that they can reach out? I'm assuming yes, given that you're this digital guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. People think that people think like, oh, he knows how to run like Instagram stuff. Maybe he's got like 20,000 followers. Like I don't, like I'm super, like, please help. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just look up Christian Guajardo. I, I don't know if I'm the only one, but uh, yeah, Christian Guajardo or look up Forager and you can find me from there. Um, if you like punk music uh you can go on instagram and look up my band uh we're actually called si dios quiere so oh. we're an all all latino uh hardcore punk group from here in chicago we all grew up on the west and south side and our music's in spanish and in english so if you like that <laughs> if you That's like fast so music cool. <laughs> yeah, look us up si dios quiere and uh, we have some music coming out in about two weeks um those are my two main things find me on linkedin or, or find us on instagram and uh yeah, I mean, this is, this is super cool. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. I'll, and I'll send me those links and I'll put them on the notes uh, for the, the podcast and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get you some more followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so, for sure. All right. It. Well, thank you so much, Christian, for joining me today. It was really nice chatting with you and I look forward to more yeah. chats. Yeah, definitely. We'll be in touch and, and send me that stuff. Um, I really want to get them all. Will do. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Chicago Techies Podcast. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Chicago Techies on all social media channels. Thank you again, and we'll see you in two weeks.